On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast from Anchor. What is energy? How can we look at energy? What can we see when we look at people and objects? Do they have their own signatures coming around them? There are so many questions that we have to answer about the things that we do not see. Stay tuned. On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood with your host, Dominic J. Zenden. Today, we're going to talk about energy and what is energy. A lot of people talk about the differences between different fields, different vibrations in in rooms. Different people have different energy. I was recently told that everything is an energetic exchange. Now, What do those things actually mean? Well, how I've come to see energy is in colours. I see auras around everything. So if you've got an energy, then that energy will vibrate at a certain level and it will produce certain colours. Those colours could be your energetic atmosphere that is around you as a person. And we each have it and we each give that energy away, but we never really know that we're doing it. It's, it's almost like going on while we're you know, sleepwalking through life to a degree. Now, if we are understanding that the atmosphere around people can be felt, and I'm sure that you can walk into a room and you can feel the room change as you walk in or if somebody else walks in, the dynamics of the energy in that room alters then you're already starting to experience what energy is but when you actually understand your energy levels then you can tune yourself to that particular status so where you want to be how you want to think even where you actually go in your life matters to how you tune your energy your personal energy into it. So we have to look at it in three different ways. The first way we look at it is how do we feel? Where's the first thing that we feel when we wake up in the morning? So the first 10 minutes of a day matter. How you set your day out, what your thoughts are for that day, where you go and what you're doing. So you actually have an agenda of where you actually want to be. So the first things that you use energy for is thinking, your thoughts. Now, your thoughts are really important 
because they're actual things that you send out into the universe. And whatever you think, you attract. So this is where energy and affirmations go together. You don't really want to be thinking things that are going to attract difficult things to you. I'll give you an example. You don't want to wake up and think, oh, today's going to be a difficult day. You want to wake up and think, right, today's going to be a brilliant day. I'm going to really get everything done. And this is where I'm going to start. Now, that in every mindset or mindset that we have is a positive affirmation. And those positive affirmations really do become how we live our life because how we think and how we speak to ourselves become very important within how we structure our lives. So the more positive, outgoing beginnings to your day that you start with, the easier your day becomes. And that's all because of the energy that you're allowing to come in through you and be attracted to you. So this is the next part of energy, really, because it becomes more about the law of attraction. Now, some people talk about the law of attraction in, in many ways, but they never talk about why it works. They just say it works. They never say, oh, the law of attraction, you are what you give out, you are what you actually think, and whatever you are, whatever you think, you attract to you. Well, that's really, really profound in many ways, and it's good. But what is it that attracts others to us or other situations to us or even other people's thoughts to us? Well, I think it's the energy level that we have around us. For instance, if you see a person like I see people and you see somebody with a really bright blue aura, that bright blue aura attracts bright blue because it vibrates at the same level so the vibration of the body which is primarily the cells and the makeup of every atom that you have within yourself as a person those atoms have certain vibrational levels and you see a bright blue aura which would be the middle aura because the aura has three levels the outer the middle and the inner but if the middle aura is bright blue that means the cells are vibrating on a very good communication level. They're really you know, connected to one another. And it would mean that bright blue communications attract bright blue communications. Now, you would know that would be true because the people that you talk to would have the same enthusiastic communication as you have. And it would feel right. There's nothing worse. Have you ever tried talking to somebody who is just really down or doesn't answer your questions or is really trying to stop the conversation or not really engaging with you? Well, those people can be very difficult to talk to. And if we're feeling pretty difficult ourselves, then we could be attracting those people to us. And it would be quite a, a tough conversation. As soon as we start feeling energetic and we start feeling connected into different areas of um, where people are, we start attracting the people that want to communicate. There's another side to it because a lot of people need to be needed. And you normally find that if people lack a certain part of their 
their identity. And I want to use that word lightly. I don't want to use it in a, in a mean way. But if they have very little purpose within their life, if they haven't thought about what it is that they're passionate about, they tend to want to help others much more. Now, helping others is a great thing, but you need to help them after you've sorted out your own life. So get your life to where it is, where it wants to be, what you're doing, what you're engaging with, what you're really, really happy doing. And then spend some of that extra energy that you have because you've created this really nice feel about you helping others. Don't help others to actually give you an identity. So what I'm trying to say to you is very simple. If you try to substitute having an identity for just being a helper, a carer, a mother, a daughter, a sister, then what you'll end up feeling is a little bit left out. Because what will happen is when you need a bit of help, all these people that you're attracting to you won't be there to help you. And it feels very, very difficult to get through that. It's because you help people in that unconditional way that you attract people that need help unconditionally. And very rarely do we help people just because. It's normally because we are missing a part of the things that we do in our life. And we may be missing them in, in such a way that we want other things in place. So we end up helping. And that's something to consider if you're thinking about who you actually are as you develop in your spirituality, because the energy that you attract is the energy that you actually transmit that you want in your life. And if you transmit the energy signature that you're wanting to help and look after other people, you will get people that need your help and need you to look after them. But it's not an exchange. It's basically you helping them. And that's the bit that we need to understand. If you like what I was told, the energetic exchange is very important in the way that we become authentic and identified into the people or the person that we are or what we are becoming. Because none of us start off as children having this need to want to go and help everybody. It doesn't happen. We, what we have is we have the, the things that as a, as a youngster that we really want to be able to concentrate on and enjoy. Normally the passions. Then we go to school and all that gets knocked out of us and we get told that we need other things. So our energy changes over that period of time between the ages of five and six into a totally different structured person because we have different people telling us different things. And I want people to understand that when you are engaged with what you really love doing and you're really engaged with it, then that is when you vibrate at your ultimum. That's where you are the person that you are programmed to be. That's when you're at your happiest and at your most powerful because then you can go out there and you can start being powerful in society. You can start using that energy that you have to actually improve people's lives rather than just put sticking plasters over people who need that, that moment to be talking at you or someone to listen to them. It's much more than that. So energy is very important in those, those levels. The, the other parts of energy that we probably need to want to understand a bit more is what we give out, the healing 
that we can give out the the part of us that is eternal the the plasma that is the soul all those things we need to understand in a really quite a strong way in order to get the belief structures right behind who we are because once we start understanding what we're made of and how it works then we can start using things like distant healing distant thought projection even understandings of who we want to become so visualizations of the person we want to actually start to be and that comes down to being confident in what you're knowing confident in who you are but also knowing what it is there's nothing worse i find the worst people to talk to are the people that come to me and say dom i don't know where i am i don't know where where i am i don't know what i stand for or what it is that i feel passionate towards in my life it's a bit like them coming to me and saying look dom i've, I've not been able to find who i really truly am because i've been doing things for others all my life and i think well hang on You've done that as a, as a way of not being able to engage with yourself. It's a, it's a bit of a cop-out, really. It's a way of being able to not do the work that you need to do to understand who you are. Because the passions we have inside of us are there. They're all there. They're, they're there for everyone. If you actually sit and listen to yourself you will find the things that you really engage with, the things that you really love to do and really love to be involved with. And as long as you sit there and actually figure out who you are, then everything else fits into place. You don't need to worry about anything else. So those looking for identities don't need to find identity in other people. That's just copying. And believe me, there's enough people that copy people out there there's enough people that that just repeat the same information that other people give them because a lot of people don't have the ability to find the new knowledge the actual new ways of thinking because it's hard you don't just pick up new knowledge just because you pick it up because you're actually working things through you're, you're figuring things out for yourself you're not just accepting of what somebody else says to you so if somebody else says to you, there's a pink elephant walking up and down your local street, you wouldn't just believe it. So why would you believe other people when they tell you about things like, you know, beliefs and religion and personalities? Why would you believe all that stuff? Because you've got to examine it yourself. You've got to have the time, the space, the belief structures in your life to be open and not to dismiss anything but to actually embrace it in such a way that your energy then starts to resonate at this different frequency that allows you to see the things that you would never see otherwise. And believe me, there are plenty of things you're yet to see.
This is Dominic Zenden for the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal Podcast. Hope you're enjoying listening to my thoughts on energy. If you like the show, you can get in touch with us here at Twisted and Misunderstood. You can check out my email address, which is auraprofiling at gmail.com. You can visit my MindSight website, which is MindSight, it's about M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot org. Or you can come on to my Facebook page, which is Dominic J. Zenden. All these areas are places where you can contact me and you can talk to me about the things that I'm currently doing, like aura profiling, if you want to have any questions about spiritual development or understanding different things that you may need in your life or little things that you may have ideas about, but you've never really quite um, got to grips with them. I always can help you point you in the right direction so lots of things on mindsight lots of things on my facebook page lots of things on here most weeks so if you're a regular listener thank you for listening and look forward to speaking to you again very very shortly and enjoy part two You have no idea what you do not know. I know that sounds like a really obvious statement, but you think about it, your energy is that active thought process that you just get onto autopilot, sleepwalk through your day. You don't really think too much about the things that you do in everyday routine. So very rare will you challenge yourself to think outside your normal parameters of where your day is. And it's great to do that sometimes. Just take a normal subject and just run it by your thoughts, see what comes up. And it can be an amazing thing just to sit there and, and ponder some of the big questions. And it can be simple as, who am I? And if you've ever asked yourself that question, it can take you round and round and round in circles until it's very difficult to get out of knowing who you are or, or what it is that you represent as an individual. And if we sort of take those whole concepts 
into a, a narrative, we could easily sit and just imagine, just think and see what happens, see what the cascade of your thoughts bring you. Because one thought will always knock on to the next thought, onto the next thought, and so on. And you could be left with lots of new ideas, things that are just waiting to be to emerge from you as a person. And I know that people that write songs, you know, lyricists do this, poems, books, people that have creative ideas start off with that one idea. And I think of that one idea of, as being the big boulder on top of the mountain that is very hard to push. And you have to really force that boulder, really push it to start it going. And as it starts to topple and you start to feel it just slowly tilting and tilting until that one final heave and it's gone and it starts to roll. And that's the moment that the thought cascade starts. It starts with that beginning of effort to get that boulder over the edge of the mountain. And once it starts rolling, you can't stop it. It will pick up speed. It will gather so much around it until it hits the bottom of the mountain. So you have a big area there to explore purely of your own thought, all because you decided to be strong enough to stand at the top of the mountain and keep pushing until your thought process started. Now, a lot of people will say, well, hang on, we don't always have space in our life to do this sort of thing. Well, if you haven't got the space, find that 10 minutes, find that 20 minutes in a day where you're not active 24 hours a day. Okay, we can take out 10 hours for, for you to sleep. So that leaves you 14 hours. Now you figure out what you do with those 14 hours. I bet you at least four of those hours, you have some sort of time that you sit and you can actually be quiet and you can contemplate. Because when you start using your energy as thoughts, then those thoughts can go absolutely anywhere. And how we started off by saying, you do not know what you do not know. Well, you think about that in a really strong way because the things that you do not know isn't because you don't know them, it's because you haven't thought about them. You haven't given your mind that constructive time to sit there and think what happens when this happens or what happens as this goes through. So things like um, premonitions, you've never really thought what a premonition is. I guarantee it. You've never really thought how your timeline could be going around in a circle because it wouldn't occur to you because your day's full of other things that will take up that thinking time. So as soon as we start to think about what it is to actually have those little ideas and to think about one thing after another, then those journeys that they take us on are amazing, really good. So the other bit about not knowing is the fact that there is so much information out there. So think about it this way. Think about time as a giant circle. It's not a straight line. It's just a giant circle. And everything that's ever been done, anything that's ever happened, has already happened. It's just been able to dissect that circle in the right place. 
So if you can pick up the thoughts that are going through, then you can start to pick up different diameters of the circle. And that's when you start to look at premonitions. That's when you start to get into Notre Dame's territory of being able to say things that are really effective and put them in time frames because you can actually start to see that time isn't a constant. It's just a circle. So those things are going to be something that you could be tested on, something that you could test yourself on. Think of the fascinating conversations you could have just with yourself over what you can actually imagine to be true. And that's where thought is that energy that we have. And the energy that we build up before the thought is the actual willingness to try things that may be a little bit different, a little bit off-center. Now, with that, there's a really strong connection to how we evolve as humans. Because we don't evolve as humans unless somebody has an idea. We, we don't. We, we'd still be in the Middle Ages if somebody decides that they don't want to invent anything. So the ideas, where do ideas come from? Are they out there? Are they floating around the cosmos? And we can suddenly feel that we can pick up on them. But the thing about ideas is until we realize that something is possible, it's not possible. Because we haven't actually had the first realization that it could actually happen. And those things, you could take someone like Henry Ford. He had a vision for actually making a vehicle where everyone could drive rather than have horse carts and horses pulling a cart. So his vision was to be able to allow families to go out together without having to worry about having horses pull the, pull the cart behind them. And his one idea revolutionized how we live because he could actually see in his own mind something that actually took people away from the things that they got used to. You know, before the, the car was invented, the streets were absolutely a health hazard. New York City was absolutely foul until the car, until Henry Ford came along and said, here we go, this is a clean way of traveling, and we can travel longer distances because we haven't got to stop and feed the horses. And those things that people have those visionary ideas come because they're open to thought coming through. And that's the same with the telephone, same with um, the electricity, you know, with Kessler. It's the same with all the things that we take for granted around us today. Where did they come from? Who would have actually had the idea that you could have a screen in your room that had moving pictures on it? You know, you talk to somebody from 1900s and they would have laughed at you. They would have said that's not possible. I can remember the first broadcast that people did when they connected from England to France. And they thought it was a miracle that they could actually get live TV program from France to England, <laughs> 45 miles. And they thought it was an absolute amazing thing. And that was in the 1970s. So somebody had to actually have the idea of putting up satellites and being able to launch satellites. And in order to do that, we had to build rockets. In order to build rockets, we had to understand the technology of building these things. So everything that we do 
is something new that opens up the door to something else that is new. It's an advancement. It's a spiral. And until we start to think about what we don't know, then we don't actually have any sort of way further forward. We would actually stay in this particular era forever because we're not thinking what we don't know. That's how important it is to have those thoughts of things that perhaps you might want to challenge yourself over, but the energy that comes from you thinking that way affects us all. It affects everybody on the planet. And it could be that moment where you have inspirations to write the lyrics to an amazing song that affects everyone and pulls everyone in. Or you could actually invent something that nobody else has ever thought about. And this is where we're going. To me, I think there's going to be a few things that are going to happen in the next, you know, 50 years that are going to be amazing things. That we're already talking about trans, um, transformers, um, things that can actually take you into different places without having to travel. So if you think about the um, transporter on, on Star Trek, they're already transporting simple items. Now, that's mind-blowing, just, just that first beginning. The second thing is nanotechnology, little machines that build other machines. Now, that could be how we colonize the whole of our galaxy and go out to the planets because we can actually send these little small nanomachines to build more machines that build more machines. And that could be a way that we over, you know, take over the exploration of space. These things are things that people never felt or thought were possible. That's what makes it so remarkable, all because we have the ability to use the energy that we are, the intelligent energy, to think. Now, take that to you as a person, as an individual. That's quite easy, isn't it? Because all you've got to do is take a subject and sit there and, and think about that subject and see what you, where you go, see what happens with it. Even if you want to ask the big questions, is there life after life? What is it about the universe that allows us to see things in a different way? What is it about our existence as an energetic being? You could ask yourself that question, see what happens, see where you go. Try those, those thought processes. Try allowing yourself to interpret certain things like premonitions see what premonitions can do for you because you may well find that when something happens something big happens the atmosphere is changed the world's atmosphere is changed and you can actually pick up what's happening long before it's happened and now that's quite a prospect isn't it where lots of energy is actually into one particular area at one time and you can pick that up. You could actually feel that. You might not know what you're picking up because you might be so, um, it might be so foreign to you. It might be so alien that you would pick up this stuff. But the fact is that as soon as you start to understand that you can do it, then the possibility starts that you will do it. So it starts from very small beginnings, very small understandings that you're not going to, you don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know very little at all. And it builds into being so important, understanding what we do not know. So important. 
Now, the next big thing, I think, in this particular science fiction world within our own sort of thinking is going to be all the invisible space, the invisible stuff that we do not see on the spectrum. There are so many things that we do not see. Most of us don't see auras. I do. I see energy around objects. I see a lot of things that maybe you shouldn't see. And I can actually take an object and think, well, gosh, how come that's got such a heightened energy signature? And I look at things in that way of thinking, well, hang on. If that's got energy of that type and that's got energy of that type, how come we're only seeing the same thing? You know, for example, if you see two cats and one cat's got a normal, very orange, very white aura and the other cat's got no aura, what are you looking at? Are you looking at a shape-shifting animal? Are you looking at something that can change form energetically? Maybe we are. Maybe we don't even realize that there are shape-shifting creatures out there because we've never really had the thought that they may be occurring. You know, this, this, all this stuff about invisibility and things that we can't see is going to be a huge part of what we actually go to explore. Because once we find ways of being able to explore the invisible, it's going to open up doors to us that we never even thought. Things like ghosts are going to be, well, okay, we can start to explain that we might not be able to see something happening like a poltergeist, but it's happening because there's this creature that can do that. Or the energy that it has is not visible to our own, our own eyesight. There's going to be so many things that we're now going to come into that we're going to start to understand because we don't know what we don't know. So that's the future. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's just a, a little bit of way of thinking about what energy is and how it affects our lives and that we are energetic energy. That's what we are. And we've got to use it, we've got to make the most of it in order to benefit not only ourselves, but all those people around us. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast on Anchor with Dominic and Jay Zenden. All music by kind permission of Mel West McWalters. You can find Mel, who is an amazing spiritually connected lady, on her SoundCloud page at Mel West McWalters on SoundCloud. If you want to get in touch with the show, please come and talk to me here at Twisted and Misunderstood. Everything's on the homepage. Email aura profiling at gmail.com or visit mindsight.org. Any inquiries or anything you want to know about.
the work that we do here at Twisted and Misunderstood. Until next time, stay safe, look after each other, and catch you soon.